From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. This edition 4, we're commencing July 21, 2013. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4, Baker Baker. Back about six weeks ago, we had a story on ACMA and phone jammers. Well, the Sydney Morning Herald are reporting how ACMA has actually destroyed nearly 100 illegal signal jammers. The jammers that cause mobile phone and GPS devices from working correctly. And interestingly, most jammers had been seized in the mail. The jammers were found in intercepted international mail parcels between November 2011 and mid-June 2012 after an Australian Communications and Media Authority crackdown. Jammers are illegal here in VK and the operation possession or supply of such a device can attract a two-year prison term. Body corporates may receive a penalty of up to $255,000, a five-year prison sentence, or penalty of up to $850,000 for causing substantial interference to radio communications used by emergency services, which also can be imposed. The ACMA is typically given the jammers to destroy after Australian Post and the Customs and Border Protection Service seize them from international packages. When you're north of Sydney and south of Newcastle, you can hear the VK1 WIA news broadcast each Sunday morning at 10am from the VK2 RAG repeaters on 146.725 and 53.725 MHz, thanks to the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club. Get your personalised WIA email address today. The WIA, through its email server, allows you to establish your call sign at wia.org.au with all emails sent to this address automatically forwarded to either your home or work email account. This provides you with one consistent email address. And should you ever change ISP, then having a WIA address means that your friends and colleagues will still be able to email you without the need for individually providing them with your new address. All you need to do is simply advise us of your new address through a form on our website and we do the rest. It couldn't be easier. A further benefit of having a WIA address is in receiving informative amateur radio news as it breaks sent directly to your inbox. Obtaining your WIA email address is really quite easy. Simply visit our website www.wia.org.au, click on Member Services, then select Email Address and fill out the application form. In a moment it's off to the west and oh no with what use is an F call. And seeing we're heading over towards the west, don't forget, every year on the first Sunday in August, the Northern Corridor Radio Group holds its annual ham fest in the Cyril Jackson Rec Centre. That's Fisher Street, Ashfield, Bassendine. Starts at 9am and admission is just $5. Successful foundation course on the weekend of 13-14 July, that's last weekend, Canberra Region Amateur Radio Club ran a foundation licence course followed by assessments. Congratulations to Beck, Jen, Tom, Tim, Andrew and Neil who successfully completed their theory and practical assessments. We certainly look forward to contacting you on air in the very near future. Also, thanks to Murray VK1 MDP for keeping the supplies up so we, well, not 
we, but all, could have nibbles and hot drinks, especially in the cold, wet Canberra weather. For further information or inquiries, you can contact education at crarc.ampr.org for future Foundation Weekend and assessments. The next one scheduled for September, just see the CRARC website. Radio and Electronics Association of South and Tasmania Incorporated. We welcome Lance, VK7LDC, and Jim, VK7FOTR, to the airwaves. Both Lance and Jim successfully passed recent standard and foundation licence assessments. Please welcome and encourage them when you hear them on the airwaves. A reminder for listeners who are unable to receive the Sunday WIA broadcast via via RF, the club provides alternative audio feeds of the WIA National, VK7 Regional and VK4Q News on the following VOIP applications. 70 centimetres amateur television in Alveston and via VK7AX members video stream courtesy of BATC. Echo link on node 152375 VK7AX-R and via all-star node 27328 and via IRLP on the Sydney IRLP reflector 9507. So those listeners currently holidaying to a much warmer climate to our north have no need to miss out on hearing any of the three broadcasts which commence at 9am each Sunday. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions. www.wia.org.au The Wireless Institute of Australia paves the way for new amateurs to our bands. What use is an F-Call? On a regular basis, I hear the phrase, when are you going to learn some more and upgrade your licence? I have no clear answer to that, other than to say that since I obtained my entrance into the hobby by spending a weekend learning and qualifying for my foundation licence, I have not stopped learning. I find myself surrounded by knowledgeable amateurs on a weekly, if not daily basis, who know their subjects, are passionate about it, and are happy to share it with anyone who is keen to learn. I've learnt about the practical implementation of antennas, am in the process of building my second antenna, have participated in several contests, and to my surprise even won one. I'm learning Morse, learning about propagation, have begun to learn to operate my own in other radios, have been exposed to social events, ham fests, and part of the team that produce and present the weekly Amazon News, am an active club member, and I still have time to host a weekly net for new and returning amateurs. So what exactly does it mean when I'm asked, when are you going to learn some more and upgrade your licence? If you don't yet have a licence, I recommend that you find a local foundation course, spend a weekend, and get your keys to an amazing hobby. And if you already have a licence and you think I need to learn more, I agree. I'm working on it. QRP DXCC is my next goal. What's yours? I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot, Lima Alpha Bravo. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. India is about to get tracking. Newly registered medium and heavy motor vehicles will be tracked and monitored 24-7 by the Motor Vehicle Department. 
The move comes following a directive from the union government that all such vehicles manufactured on or after April the 8th, 2013 shall be fitted with radio frequency identification devices. The RFID will help monitor vehicle movements, detect traffic violations, understand reasons behind an accident or untowards incidents and misusing of vehicles including theft. The RFID will have information like registration number of the vehicle, name and address of owner, engine number, insurance validity and PUC. They will also introduce facilities like payment of toll fees without any liquid cash transfer at toll plazas with the RFID. The main benefits are easily monitor and control of vehicle movements at major check posts including toll plazas and junctions etc. However, concerns have been raised from various quarters about the RFID leading to serious invasion of privacy as the tags yield information about the location of a vehicle and an individual's whereabouts. 3D or not 3D? The BBC is to suspend 3D programming for an indefinite period due to a lack of public appetite for the technology. The BBC's head of 3D says it has not taken off, with audiences who find it quite hassly. The BBC began a two-year 3D trial in 2011, broadcasting several shows and events in 3D, including the Olympic Games and Strictly Come Dancing. A Doctor Who anniversary special in November will be among the final shows televised in 3D as part of the trial. Heart facility shuts down. The ARRL reports that the high-frequency active auroral research program has closed. HARP's program manager, Dr James Keeney, at Kirtland Air Force Base told the ARRL that the sprawling 35-acre ionospheric research facility in remote Gakona, Alaska has been shuttered since early May. Currently, the site is abandoned, he said. It comes down to money. We don't have any. Keeney said no one is on site, access roads are blocked, buildings are chained and the power has been turned off. HARP's website through the University of Alaska is no longer available. Read the full story on the link at wia.org.au when you read this week's WIA National News Service scripts. Pico Bloons, a new ham radio fad. The latest fad in ham radio near space experimentation, at least in the United Kingdom, appears to be the so-called Pico Bloons. The small foil party balloons can only carry ultralight payloads, typically weighing less than 100 grams. This presents a challenge to the builders to produce a transmitter, GPS, batteries and antenna that are small and light enough to be taken aloft. Balloons such as these do not go to extremes of altitude, but can float at between 10 and 20,000 feet for an extended period. Their 434 megahertz transmitters can have a radio range of up to 900 miles. Several Pico balloons carrying 434 megahertz payloads weighing less than 100 grams were to be launched last weekend from locations in Great Britain. James Cookson, M6JCX, was to launch one operating at 434.179 MHz USB, transmitting ready at 50 baud. David Balkus, M0MDB, was also to have launched one transmitting at 434.250 MHz, running ASCII at 50 baud. The free balloon software DL-FLDIGI can be used to decode many different amateur radio digital modes and is available in Windows, Mac or Linux versions. The RSGB Centenary Day on Friday the 5th of July was well attended during the day at Bletchley Park and in the evening at Horwood House. 
The National Radio Centre was particularly busy, and G100 RSGB was on the air throughout the event. Guests who attended the RSGB centenary dinner can download the commemorative photograph that was taken from the RSGB website at www.rsgb.org forward slash picture. The RSGB would like to thank all those who attended and the staff and volunteers who worked so hard to make the day a success. A ham radio operator who's believed to be the oldest female sailor to make a solo, non-stop circumnavigation of the globe has finally reached her goal. This with word that 70-year-old Jeannie Socrates, KCIOV, is back on land. Socrates set out from Victoria's Inner Harbor in her 36-foot cruiser near Ada in October of 2012. A note on her website, she says she returned to the harbor just before 3 a.m. Monday, July 8th. The pre-dawn arrival ended several days of anticipation as light winds along the west coast of British Columbia, Canada, stalled her return, which was expected on July 5. This was not Socrates' first attempt at such a voyage. She made two previous attempts to sail solo, non-stop around the world. The first ended in Cape Town, South Africa in 2009, and the second journey concluded in January 2011 with damage to her boat in a storm off Cape Horn. During all three trips, KC2IOV reportedly held regular schedules with their support team and also made lots of other QSOs while at sea. Socrates, a grandmother and retired teacher, is raising money for the Marie Curie Cancer Care. This is a United Kingdom-based program that provides free home nursing for terminally ill cancer patients. A website's been created that lists those members of royal families that its creators believe may have held amateur radio call signs. The page is at tinyurl.com slash royal dash ham dash radio and is sponsored by the Highfields Amateur Radio Club in the UK. Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline and the RSGB. The MP3s you can find on the web at the link on www.rsgb.org. I'm Jeremy Boots, G4NJH, and you're tuned to VK1WIA. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA. Operational News on Felix VK4FUQ, Dateline 2013. This weekend, 160-metres phone and 80-160-metres CW and digital trans-Tasman contest, 20 July, 8pm to 2am. Towards the end of August, it's the Alara contest. Hi, this is Leslie VK5LOL, the Alara contest manager. Looking forward to hearing lots of OMs and YLs on the airwaves Saturday, August the 24th and Sunday, August the 25th, 0400 to 1359 UTC each day. That is Saturday, August the 24th and Sunday, August the 25th, 0400 to 1359 UTC each day. This is the weekend after the Lighthouse weekend. There is an extra 10 points to be gained if you can have a QSO with me, VK5LOL. I will be portable Southern Queensland or Northern New South Wales.
This has been Leslie, VK5LOL, the Alara Contest Manager. 73s. Thanks, Leslie. Of course, the weekend prior to Alara is what once was our premier contest, the Remembrance Day Contest, August 17th and 18th. Special event stations, DX and Beacon and Net Advice. Grid Square Expedition to Scotland. On the air, listen out for 2M1EUB, which will be on the air from Scotland for 14 days beginning August the 5th. He will actually be driving around that nation to provide other hams with new grid squares that they have not yet worked. Activity will be on 60, 80 and 2 metres SSB along with several satellites. He does accept emails and will arrange schedules to work him at 2E1EUB at AMSAT.org. BK3RAN on air. Listen for HMAS Castlemaine during the Military Vehicles Collectors Display at Gem Pier Williamstown today, Sunday, July the 21st. Amateur Radio Victoria will have VK3 RA inactive during the display from 10am until 3.30pm local time. On board the moored World War II vessel are Terry Murphy VK3 UP and Luke Steele VK3 HJ using HF, VHF and UHF. No volunteer operators are needed in the rather cramped conditions. Visitors are welcome to look at the wonderful display of old military vehicles or pay for an entrance tour of the ship. I'll leave you this week at the Q News workbench as Mike looks at how the University of Adelaide traps T-rays for better security scanners. University of Adelaide traps T-rays for better security scanners. Medical diagnostic and security scanners with higher sensitivity could result from University of Adelaide research into detecting T-rays or terahertz waves. Published in the journal Advanced Optical Materials, the researchers describe a novel structure which traps terahertz waves in tiny microscale holes to produce much higher contrast imaging than currently possible. Terahertz waves, which are electromagnetic waves with frequencies between those used for mobile phone communications and for optical fibre communications, are used for some airport body scanners and other security scanners to see through packages and clothes. They are also capable of distinguishing malignant from healthy tissue for cancer detection. The research was supported by the Australian Research Council and partially by a Victorian fellowship to Dr. Cyrillium. And that was written by Kevin Gomez for the Electronic News webzine. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Central North area, it can be heard on the VK5 RH repeater 146.925 at 9am Sunday. I'm Brett, VK5ZII. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group news. Worldwide Special Interest Group's final frontier. Radio hams get access to an 18-metre EME dish. The ARRL report that a huge tracking dish is to become available for amateur radio EME operation on 432 MHz. They say the InfoAge Science History Museum in Wall Township, New Jersey, plans to make a 60-foot tracking dish antenna available to hams for moonbounds, secondary to its function as a radio telescope. It was on the InfoAge site, then part of Fort Monmouth, in that the US Army's Project Diana team in 1946 first received radio signals bounced from the moon. 
According to InfoAge's Martin Flynn, W2RWJ, Daniel Marlowe, K2QM, an InfoAge board member who teaches physics at Princeton, he wants to use the dish currently under rehabilitation after being dormant since the 1970s to pursue radio astronomy for instructional purposes. Marlowe's primary goal is to restore the TLM-18 dish antenna to working order and to use it to see the 21cm radiation from the Milky Way. But he also wants to observe radio pulsars, and since that activity can be performed at 70cm, the TLM-18 will be made available to the radio amateur community for EME at 432MHz on a secondary basis. Worldwide Special Interest Group's International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. Yes, the ILLW registrations keep growing. Among the latest to join the annual International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend held in the third weekend in August is the Radio Club de Panama, HP2TP. Its members will be at the Point Tora Lighthouse, built as a navigation aid by the French, who named the location Point Toro in 1893. Some 340 registrations from more than 30 countries are ready for the fun-filled event on August the 17th and the 18th. Germany leads Australia in registrations, followed by the USA, England, Argentina and Sweden. No matter where you live and where you are in Africa, Asia, Europe, Australasia or the Americas, there will be lighthouses waiting for your contact. For the guidelines on lighthouses, lightships and maritime beacons and their online registration, see the website illw.net. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Bothell depends on the ham radio network. Yes, the Bothell Fire Department has 17 different zones within the city and each with a licensed amateur radio operator trained to communicate with rescue crews after a disaster. The Bothell Reporter newspaper interviews William Harding, KE7DEM, about the network, and you can read all about that at the link to the text edition on our website, wia.org.au. Compton Allen, VK2HRX, has told WIA News that the recent NavShield Bush Navigation Competition was conducted successfully in the Dunn Swamp area near Rylestone in the New South Wales Central Tablelands. Conditions were sunny during the day with sub-zero temperatures overnight. NavShield sees hundreds of competitors from bushwalking clubs and government emergency agencies including police, ambulance and the SES turning out to test their map and compass navigation skills in day and overnight divisions. WISA New South Wales again provided a VHF commercial radio network to support the safe running of this annual event. A number of APRS trackers were used to continuously locate key people and ambulance resources. Late on Saturday afternoon, the event turned into a live search for a teenage child who was reported missing in the area. The missing child was not part of the NavShield event. Some of the competition teams and event support personnel were assigned search tasks on foot, in vehicles and on water. Wyson, as well as using the commercial VHF repeater and a 70cm amateur repeater to support the search, also rapidly created a UHF CB net that covered the search area as the missing child was reported to have been carrying a UHF CB radio. Wyson was asked to dispatch a four-wheel drive vehicle from one of the radio checkpoints to a remote location to conduct a search with bushwalkers' wilderness rescue personnel. The missing child was found safe and well 
just before sunset, sitting on a road. Compton Allen, VK2HRX, President, Wyston, New South Wales. This is VK1 WIA and the National News Service, and if you'd like to submit news items for inclusion in the VK1 WIA broadcasts, please email your item in text to nationalnews at wia.org.au. To submit audio, read how to submit items in the weekly news page on wia.org.au. And remember, the sooner you submit material, the more the likelihood of it being broadcast in the very next edition of WIA National News. However, each item will only be broadcast once. If you want a couple of mentions, please submit different slants to keep your event fresh and Always, if the newsroom is to read your item, read it or write it in the third person. On the social scene this weekend, it's the Caboolture Ham Fest at 9am on the 20th, also on the 20th in VK3, the Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Ham Fest. July 28, next weekend, VK2, Albury-Wodonga Amateur Radio Club's Ham Fest, 10am. August 4 in VK6, the Northern Corridor Radio Group's Ham Fest, August 11 in VK2 at Sarkfest. That's at 414 Richmond Hill Road near Lismore. August 17-18, it's the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. September 14 in VK4, Sunshine Coast Amateur Radio Sunfest at 9am. October 3-7 in VK4, the North Queensland Amateur Radio Convention, Charters Towers. October 5 in VK4, it's Redfest. That's put on by Redcliffe and District's Radio Club. November 2 in VK4, it's Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest at Albert Waterways Hall. November 3 in VK5, it's Hamfest put on by Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society. The Victorian National Parks Weekend, where's it being held? In Victoria, in the National Parks of VK3, November 15 to 17. Wrapping it up for the year, still in VK3, November 24, Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club's Rosebud Radio Fest. Till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported, you decide.